Okay, today our chapter is Colossians chapter 2. This chapter is uh, filled with exhortations and encouragements for the beleaguered believers there in Colossae. It's filled with reminders of what Jesus has done for us and how therefore we ought to live in light of it. So let's take a quick look at a couple of things we find here. Uh, In verse 6 of the chapter, Paul writes this simple sentence. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Now, there are a couple of different ways that you could understand this verse. You, for one, could understand Paul to be saying, just as surely as you received Jesus as Lord, so also walk in him. In other words, as surely as you received Jesus as Lord, just as surely Live day by day following him as Lord. That's certainly one way to understand it. But I think there's a better way of understanding what what Paul is saying here. When Paul says, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. I believe he is saying, in the same way that you received Christ, so walk in him day by day. But to understand fully what that means, it requires asking the question, How did I come to receive Christ Jesus as Lord? Well, the biblical answer to that question is by faith. We come to Jesus understanding that we are sinners who cannot save ourselves. And we believe that what Jesus has done for us is the only thing that can save us. So we receive Jesus by faith. And Paul is saying, walk daily in Christ the same way. You first receive Jesus by faith, and so walk every day of your life as a Christian by faith. We aren't saved by faith and then live the rest of our lives trying to please God by our works. No, it is true every day of our lives from the first to the last that without faith, according to Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please God. This is immensely helpful for us to grow in grace. It helps us to realize that our salvation from beginning to end is from God alone, And by his grace alone, uh, how does this play out in real life? It helps us to keep everything in our Christian life in proper perspective. As Jerry Bridges has well put it, our worst days are never so bad that you're beyond the reach of God's grace, and your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. Living every day by faith alone in Jesus' righteousness and atonement for us keeps us both from despair over our sin while also keenly aware of our sin. If we don't live uh, daily by faith alone, but begin trusting in our performance or our obedience, we will be liable to two errors. One, being discouraged and lose the will to continue because we know how far short we continually fall. Or two, watering down what we know to be God's requirements to make us feel better about ourselves and our performance. Both are dangerous places to be, living by faith alone in Jesus' perfect blood and righteousness uh, for us allows us to be free to follow joyfully, knowing that it is only by his grace that we obey and please God. And our failures are not defeating because they have already been paid for Christ by Christ on the cross. Well, secondly, and, and we'll wrap it up with this, there's a, there's a, a fancy word that theologians use to describe the wonderful truth that we find in verse 14 of this chapter 
uh, in that verse, verse 14, Paul says that Jesus canceled, quote, the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he sighed, he set aside, nailing it to the cross, end quote. So you see, there's a, he says there, there's a record of debt that stands against every single one of us, a record of debt. It, it, it stands against us because we have repeatedly and egregiously flaunted and failed to uh, live up to God's righteous requirements of the law. That debt um, causes us to deserve an everlasting punishment. That is, until our infinite God took on human flesh and nailed that punishment to the cross as he, as he gave his life instead of ours for our sins. Uh, through the cross, and here's the fancy word that theologians give for that, through the cross, expiation happens. Expiation. Um, you may have heard the word propitiation. Well, this is a related word, expiation. Uh, the difference between the two. Uh, sometimes uh, scripture describes what Jesus did on the cross as propitiation. Romans chapter 3 does that. That means when Jesus died on the cross, our, our, uh, God's wrath was taken away. For God's wrath to be taken away from us against our sins, that is, that is propitiation. It removes God's wrath. Expiation, on the other hand, uh, means that what Jesus did on the, on the cross removed our guilt. So propitiation removes God's wrath. Expiation removes our guilt. Our guilt for our sins is taken away. The debt is forgiven. In Psalm 32, David said, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. And now, in Christ, that has become a reality. That's a beautiful thought here from Colossians chapter 2.